Yo, what's up, man? Welcome back. Mike Stack from False Gods. Uh, if you know the band by now, they're, you know, out decimating the country from state to state, doing a lot of cool things. Um, so we did the female performances with him so we figured why not have him back for the male performances because it just it just makes a lot of sense that way you know to to keep that that continuity and uh those opinions uh going so mike man what's up yeah it, it flows it flows properly definitely <laughs> yeah. uh, everything everything is good man just hanging out in mississippi you know good to see you guys as always man yeah. pleasure to be on the show how those yeah, dude. how those chickens you're hanging out for a couple minutes man how those chickens? They don't exist. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> we haven't gotten we haven't gotten them down here yet. So it's just us and the and the little dog. You figure, you know, it's it's funny. You you go from Long Island with chickens down to Mississippi, and you get rid of the chickens. How about that? Yeah, well, it's a work in progress. Kate has the books about yeah. the chickens, so the steps have been taken. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> the, the the chickens, the chickens Uber has been uh, ordered. They should be yes, there first. Yes. <laughs> um, man. So, just real quick, also for like the van. So, like, uh, for the rest of the year, what do you have coming on? Uh, we got this little southern tour we're doing through Texas, Arkansas, uh, Tennessee. With with who? With uh, Beneath the Kudzu, who are uh, boys from down here. Uh, they're all from down here in Mississippi. Um, good dudes, real good dudes. Actually, the drummer, Josh, who's a good friend of mine, is actually doing double duty, covering our drums for the tour, too. So props to him for fucking helping us out tons. And then after the tour, it's just those. Uh, we're doing those two shows in November with Fata, with From Autumn to Ashes. And then I think... That'll probably be it for the rest of the year. We're still working on a new record and such. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's yeah. a good way to close out the year with a nice. Yeah, set, time set. poisoning track is killer, man. The well, oh, thank this you, man. Yeah, huh. solid appreciate. shit. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you dig it. It's very uh, negative, very negative lyrics in that song. So, <laughs> well, you know, well, you, you know what I come for. Yeah, you, get... for those. <laughs> you you come to the right place to preach yeah. that. Um. Yeah, this was like kind of hard to to put together. Like, I I don't know how everyone else came with this uh male performance list, but uh, I really this was like something that I didn't really need to like Google and refresh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like the movie list. It was just like okay, I I sat with it for a week, and I'm like, in my head, what are some like you know performances from people that just stuck with me? And and uh, I came up with twelve, so I have two honorables. Um. So I, I, I had you come with your list, Mike. I kind of, I didn't go for like the uh, the regular ones, the, you know, the, yeah. the Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter, you know. Yeah, I yeah. kind of went for more unsung performances. Yeah. In the movies, kind of like I did with the uh, with the female performances. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them, you know, some of them are kind of no brainers, but mm-hmm. uh, I had a know. mixture. Yeah, I had a mixture too. Like I. There were some there's there's like a couple of really funny ones and then the rest are like, you know, but yeah, I, I, I didn't pick like, you know, uh, some of the, like the, the ones that we could have because, you know, it, what's the point? Uh, yeah. Langan, how'd you how'd you come with your list? A couple, basically the ones that jumped right into my head, I wrote down instantly. As far as like what my favorite one is, 
that was like easy and then the rest of it just kind of filled in and stuff but um i I might not have as deep cuts as i'm thinking you guys did but uh they're all ones that jumped right into my head and then it was just a matter of like maybe editing two here or two there but really i kind of knew exactly where i was going Cool. Yeah. Um, and my list is in actually no particular order. So it's not it's just like just these 10 things that I wanted to draw attention to. Just. Yeah, I think most of my lists are coming are coming out that way now because it's 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 hurting my brain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I Uh, think, you know, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah, for sure. So uh, (laughs) Mike, man, you know, you're the guest. Uh, I don't know if if you have any honorables or you just want to go straight to your list. Uh, Well, I do have I do have. Uh, a few honorables one in particular that um it's not super duper in the horror realm although he does have one of the best horror performances that i would put in the top 15 not the top 10 so i went with ted levine as buffalo bill in silence of the lambs yep but if only to segue into his performance as Mickey Rourke's brother in Bullet. Bullet Bull is so good. <laughs> Yo, so slept on. I fucking love that. I fucking love that movie, man. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, OG Dick Tucker, too. So shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. He, he steals the movie. You know what I yeah. mean? He's the yeah. the crazy Vietnam vet older, older brother. You know, mom, I want a stun gun. Screaming yeah. at her. It's the best part of that movie. In in an alternate universe, he's the same guy in the 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 top floor of One Crazy Summer, you know, oh. kind of, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind kind Crazy of in the awesome. same, yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right, let's do, let, let's start it off. Kick something off, Mike. Okay, uh, number ten is kind of a no brainer. I think we kind of uh, touched upon this when we did the horror sequels thing a couple years ago. My number ten is Clancy Brown in Pet Cemetery Two. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, just yeah. completely off the charts. You know, up performance up to eleven bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy, man. He seriously from watching him in Bad Boys originally. Yeah, to everything Viking. that he's done, and even just recently with the Mortuary Collection, he was like the crypt keeper of that story. Yeah, uh, I fucking love that guy. Yesterday, somebody's like, "Hey, did you see the new uh, Pet Cemetery?" And I'm like, "Not to be that guy, but I'm okay with the first two. I don't yeah. need the remake. I don't need the fucking show. Or like, I don't like. I'm good. Like, I got these two. I'll just keep watching these over and over again. So, uh, like, I haven't watched the second one of those in a long time. The second one, that's I, I got to watch that. Uh, that's that's up on uh, HBO right now. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Feel like uh, my number Clancy two. Brown is the best thing about part two. Yeah, yeah. It, no, no, no shade to Ed Furlong unless he wants, you know, in case he wants yeah. to do our show. But you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. All right, he's got the, uh, yeah, he's got a resistance to lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, all right, my number ten. I got uh, Dwayne Jones, the original Night of the Living Dead. Um, oh, yeah. He, uh, I like a guy. He's taking control of a situation, making smart decisions. Nothing the second guess. He's got a confidence about him. All the subtext. There's always a big debate about the subtext mm-hmm. of that film. Like, 
where people are like, oh, you know, Romero was trying to say this or that. And then he's just like, oh, that, that guy was the best actor of the bunch. So like, and then everybody reads his stuff into it. But he was the best actor of that crew. You know, everybody seemed very amateur around him and stuff. But uh, you're right. yeah, you're right. You know, the commanding presence on the screen didn't do. I think he kind of stayed clear of the genre of pictures. I think he did something called Ganja and Hess, which is labeled as a horror film. I tried to watch some of it. But that shit was fucking some brutal 70s art film. Yeah. Fairly horror. But uh, yeah, he was awesome in this shit. Cool. Um, I got two honorables that I'm just going to get out of the way. One is Kiefer Sutherland and Lost Boys. Mm. I loved him in that. Fuck you know, yeah. he was, uh, you know, like, I, I mean, granted, Max was the, the head vampire, but he wasn't kind of like, you know, throughout the whole movie, Kiefer was like the guy. Uh, and it's it, it you know, from there, that's why I followed him. You know, like once I saw him in, in Young Guns, when Doc died in part two, severe shit right there. And it, I think it all stems from loving him and, and Lost Boys. And number two is a guy named Sonny Shields, who was in Friday the 13th for like. I don't know, five seconds. <laughs> Where the first he, one? No, the fifth one. <laughs> okay, okay. He is like that ugly guy that just showed up for no reason with that fucking <laughs> like dirty wife beater on. And then he goes to like that old lady that lady that's making the stew and she's like, uh <laughs> I'm just oh, trying- junior. Yeah. No, no, the other guy. The other guy, the guy who just shows up. And she's oh, okay. I think I know like, what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I'm just trying to earn an honest meal, ma'am. And I'm like, okay, cool. They introduce this character, and literally he shows up and fucking like gets killed because he's watching those two have sex like like yeah. a minute later. But like he was in this movie for like five, like it must have been like a combined total of like 30 seconds. Like they introduced him, and you're like, okay, cool. You know, you almost thought he was gonna be like a red herring. You're like, okay, this maybe he's the killer. Right. And then they killed him off right away and shit. Uh that dude rules. I think he one of the only other credits he had was being in the champ. Remember that movie? Where oh that, shit. Yeah, I'm like, Ricky oh, Schroeder. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ricky yeah. yeah. Schroeder, John Voigt. Is that the, the yeah, other guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. No, no particular order. All right, for for this, I got my number ten, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Tom Atkins and Night of the uh, Creeps with, as uh, Ray Cameron. No. I mean, like, talk about stealing a fucking movie, like completely mm-hmm. everything he says. Like, I mean, and this dude is like the man in just about anything he's in. But this is, I think, the role that you know from that tagline. You know, I got good news and bad news. Just like wow, like. As time goes on, I realize if I'm picking a top 10 movie, I think Night of the Creeps is definitely my top 10. It's so much fun. It's just so yep. much fun. You could know, be, the, it could be one of my top fives, brother. Yeah, it's just wow. like it's unbelievably like I never get tired of watching it. So that's my number 10. Uh, back to number nine for you, Mike. Uh, number nine, uh, I went with uh, Keith Gordon and Christine. Hell yeah. Oh man. I didn't think him. Yeah. You know, I think uh every another one of those, I know Kelly Preston and 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 what's his face? John Stockwell. Everybody's okay in it. And he is uh really good and everybody being okay makes him look even better. Yeah. And I think that he steals the movie. Uh my favorite line being when uh 
Harry Dean Stanton as the detective when he's like uh, talking about Moochie and how they had to scrape him up with the shovel. And he's like, well, that's what you do with shit, right? You scrape it up with a fucking shovel, you know, and just that line and that delivery alone puts him at my number nine. Yeah. Uh, good call. And just recently, you know, obviously AMC this time of year. And this this is why we're doing these episodes. They, I mean, anytime you throw an AMC, it's just fun. It's just random. Like whatever goes on, it's just you like watch it. And Christine was on the other day and I watched it. And it just reminded me like how fucking perfect that movie is, you know, and I didn't. It was one of those John Carpenter movies that I never wanted to see. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, I'm like, who's the fucking killer? A car? Right. No, thank you. <laughs> and then later on, I watched it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this movie, I don't know how they made it that good, you know? And I love Keith Gordon's uh, performance in Halloween Ends as, uh, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Corey Cunningham. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, was very, he was very good in that. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, also, Christine, arguably uh, my favorite John Carpenter soundtrack out of all of them, to be honest with uh, you. Yeah. I love the soundtrack. Uh, good call. And, and you, yeah. got to, you got to see some of that live, too. Oh yeah, I sure did. It was, yeah. it was, it was uh, tra- I was transcending. Yeah, <laughs> you were transcending. Uh, Langa, number nine. Uh, I got, and if anybody has this, I'll stop and we can talk about it later. But like uh, Jeffrey Combs from The Reanimator, I left them all. Uh, yeah, yeah. All. he. Uh, I love about him is uh, he's got you could tell some classic acting training. And he has this way of playing roles with class, but also this Foreman-esque kind of campy B-grade. Like, he brings class to it, but there's there's a cheesiness to it, like he's almost aware of. Yeah. And he walks that line so so well. Uh, and that's in everything he's in, you know. But um, especially the role of Dr. Herbert West, it's iconic. It's funny. I almost put him on my list, which I will give use an honorable mention now, but I almost put him on my list for the Frighteners. Because he's oh, so shit. goddamn bonkers in that movie that it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a treat to watch it every time. And, yeah. And it, it took me forever to watch um, Bride of Reanimator. Okay. Uh, it's fucking really good. I don't know when. It's so time. good. Like, it's. Yeah, just, Bride is great. Bride I mean, is yeah. so good. Yeah. The only one I didn't really love is Beyond. I didn't yeah. really like Beyond. Yeah, Beyond. that's Beyond. not Bride, good. Yeah. Bride and regular one are, are they're pretty neck and neck. Actually. Sure. They are pretty fucking neck and neck. Like, like, <laughs> like Bride, when I watched it, I was like, this movie is fucking batshit crazy. Like, unbelievable. <laughs> um, it was right. good in uh, Would You, Would You, was it Would You would Rather? Would You Rather, yeah, Would You was, Rather. Yeah. It was another one, yeah. He's always good. Um, I got my boy, man, fucking Captain Henry Rhodes, man, Joe Pilato from Day of the Dead. Um, nice as a goddamn kid watching this movie it was just so bleak and depressing and he was like one of the main reasons because he was just such a fucking cocksucker but he controlled everything and he you know they had the guns and he was just so he was a really good villain he was a really yeah. good villain and and like unbelievably unlikable in this movie so shout out to to joe Pilato for that uh, all right, what's the next one, Mike? Uh, next I have uh Michael Moriarty from The Stuff. 
Yes. Oh, that's you a know? good one. Just yeah. playing a, like what is he like? Like a smarmy fucking insurance douchebag who yeah. fucking <laughs> stumbles across this yogurt conspiracy. You know, ah, sometimes you just gotta eat some shaving cream, man. Yeah. You know, when I when I first saw I saw that movie when it came out, I saw it in theaters. I watched it in Queens, and I'll always remember the effect it had on me. Uh, and it's so stupid to think about now, but it, I didn't eat mozzarella cheese for a year. <laughs> like it, it, when I thought of cheese, it reminded me of that movie and it literally just made me nauseous. And like we're Colombian. So my <laughs> grandmother would make like arepas with like cheese and shit. And oh, yeah. in. I, I just couldn't. I felt like I just felt it in my mouth. That's how much of, a, of an effect that movie had. And Moriarty was great in that in Q, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lan. Uh, my number eight is uh, Michael Ruka from uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. Ooh, that's my. That's this, my. That's my two, brother. Yeah. That's wait till. Yeah. Wait till he gets off. We'll, we'll get to it later, man. Okay. Yep. Um, I got I got a cameo, and it's my favorite cameo of all time. Bill okay. Murray. Bill Murray in Zombie Land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, wow. I remember just watching this in theaters and that was such a good cameo. And then he gets, you know, like fucking killed for like fucking yeah. around. Like that was just like somebody making something really absurd, inserting it 10 minutes of this movie. And uh, I, we, yo, the theater was howling when yeah. he was like making pretend he was like, a zombie for real to like fuck yeah. with it. <laughs> We're in fucking Bill Murray's house. Yeah. Uh yeah. All right. So that's me. Back to you, Mike. Uh what are we on? Number seven? Yeah. Uh number seven, I have a little more of a downer performance, but one of the best performances. I got Jeff Goldblum in the fly. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Well, just totally watching a fucking man disintegrate into fucking madness and like murderous madness pulls it off so fucking good uh it's so sad that movie isn't really like a horror movie that movie is a fucking tragedy you know what i mean yeah. just fucking what accidentally happened like no ill intent whatsoever man just what accidentally happens to this fucking guy and he just totally fucking turns into a fuck basically a pile of fucking slop you know, homicidal pile of slop. Yeah, but yeah, but he's fucking great in it. You know, he's yeah. great. As a kid, I'll never forget the arm wrestling. Oh yeah, you know, like you're yeah. in the fingernail, like that shit still holds up. Like you watch the fly right now, and you're like, especially with like those practical effects, like it's still so fucking good. And I never saw the second one. I don't know if you guys have. Second one is is okay. It's I never good. did. Eric Stoltz. Yeah, yeah and, it's not bad. It's it has its moments. It's not Daph great. It has Daph its moments. Daphne Zuniga when she ruled yeah. the world. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, right there. Yeah. Post space balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'll do the fly too. <laughs> it's uh, just funny because watching the fly as a forty-five-year-old speaking that uh, part with the arm wrestling. Is uh, I him carrying that girl fucking up how many flights of stairs, man? I can't even watch it without getting out of breath. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man! How does it? This this is the fucking real fucking feat. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> At forty five, I feel you. 
Um, so seven, Lang and seven. Uh, my seven, I went back and forth with this guy, same actor, but Bill Mosley. Um, his performance is chop top, but I went with his performance as Otis. Uh, from Devil's Rejects, though, primarily that's the that's Rob Zombie's finest moment, probably that'll ever happen. That film, I think it's uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is fun, but it's a you know. I don't know. It's a little yeah. fucking disjointed and shit like that. But Devil's Rejects was narrowed right in, and and Mosley was so great because I mean it's one of those great roles where he's got a million great fucking one-liners and shit to deliver, and Mosley's got a delivery that you know that's just very unique, and he allowed to be over the top like a chop top and stuff in times, but much darker character Otis was. Like he he could be humorous and turn on a dime, and uh, you know Bill Mosley's just one of the greatest genre actors we've ever had and stuff. But that's my favorite. Yeah, he looked like an ass beater in that movie. You know, you see him, yeah. and you're like, you know, and in, in real life, he's not really like that. He's just yeah. like, I feel like my nah. sister could beat him up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great, but, great. But like House of a Thousand Corpses, like visually, super yeah. stunning. Like everything sure. going on was cool. Uh, but yeah, rejects was the one. I just had this conversation yesterday. I was talking to somebody at a show, and she was younger, and and she actually told me exactly what I f- knew. She, I was talking about Halloween. She's like, you know what? I started watching that. It's a real snooze fest. I got a half hour in. I'm like, you know what? I completely understand for a young kid to fucking yeah. watch this movie. You're probably <laughs> like, what is going on here? Sure. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, I like House of a Thousand Corpses, and I'm like. Yeah, you're you're fucking younger and that movie, right. you know, I completely get it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's really good now. Uh, I got seven child childhood for me. So Omen two. Um, I like the first Omen. I love the final conflict with Sam Neill. But like Omen two was like the movie that I remember the most came out the year I was born. I guess we were born um, and Damien in that movie. Like was like I'm like I wanted to be that guy. I don't know. As a kid, I'm watching it, and when he had the like, they found the six 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 on his head. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> like I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted two things out of life. I wanted that six 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 in my head after watching that, and I would always like put a, a Christopher Reeve Superman curl like right in front of my. <laughs> like I would do my hair before I would go to like middle school. Oh no, actually, probably like that was a bold curl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he would just like it was just like perfect curl right there, and right before right before I would jump on the bus, I would like do that one little like slice curl there. But uh, th- like this Waldo and Hot for Teacher, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, that might have been yeah, might have been uh, inspired by. Uh, but yeah, man, this this kid ruled, and the one of the only other credits he had, which I love, was Bugsy Malone. Do you remember that movie? Okay. Oh, I don't fuck remember. yeah. Really? Oh, I don't, yeah. I, Omen 2, I haven't that seen the shit. Long. Bugsy Malone, I don't remember at all. I don't. Yeah, Bugsy Malone that, was like Scott Bayo. They were like kids. Jody it was Foster. like a was like a guns. Boom, boom, boom. They were no, doing pot, pie, and face. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. Zach? That's, what, that's truly one of the most unique movies fucking ever made, Bugsy Malone. Yeah. It was made by, um, <laughs> what's his face? That that did... Uh, the, he did a lot of horror films. Who who directed uh 
I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna gonna ask Jamie who who directed that. Young Jamie. Young Jamie. Uh, but yeah, they they were killing people with pies to the face. Yeah, the splurge gun, which I thought was very funny. So 1976. Uh, overview. Who directed that? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Alan Parker. I don't know that. Alan Parker. Alan Parker is the guy who directed Midnight Express. And oh, okay, uh, and Pink Floyd, The Wall, yes, and, um, Angel Heart, Mississippi Angel Burning, yes. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, yes. all right. so yeah, yeah, mm. wow, that's, did that's all right. Cool. The kid did all right. Uh, all right, let's get to six. Uh, right. number, number six is um, James Karen as Frank in yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Hell yeah. Who probably makes the best phone call in history of <laughs> hey Bert, we got a little problem. <laughs> Yo, it's so good. I fucking love that scene because he's just like wiping his hair. He's like relaxing. He's yeah. like, oh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. yeah we're gonna call the boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you know, you know, if you know, you know, it's one of the, it's the funny, it's one of the funniest fucking performances I've ever seen. It's great. It fucking yeah. In the, in the, one of my favorite movies, it's probably uh, yeah. scene stealing performance of the whole movie. It's great. I, mm-hmm. I my favorite, like as I watch it, like I always get ready for like when fucking like you know Bert is like in the corner and he's telling them to like open up the, you know the the freezer because the body's there and he's oh, yeah. like setting everyone up. <laughs> And he's just hanging out in the back. And as soon as they open up that fucking freezer, that body goes directly towards him. And I just oh, yeah. that's like the funniest shit. Yeah. Dude, the other part is, and this is, I might actually be my favorite part of the whole fucking movie, is when they find the fucking, uh, when they find the tank down in the basement and he just sprays it with the Windex and uses the fucking whole paper towel roll to fucking wipe it that's, off. That's like, it. Who the fuck does that? Who fuck? What asshole is using a whole roll of paper towels to fucking? <laughs> you know wipe what? Any piece of glass. Somebody that has a a good connection to Pathmark. That's who. Yeah. He, he's, oh. get, he's, he's getting enough. he's getting paper towel at a, at a cheap cost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Langa number six. Uh, let's see. My number six. I'm going with David Hort- Howard Thornton. Uh, oh man, you know her- what? Good, okay. yeah. I miss yeah. that. Uh, especially, you know, you get Terrifier one or Terrifier two, whatever. But uh, I mean, I, I it, being blown away the first time I saw Terrifier in that pizza scene, where and and this character comes in and without use of any words, so expressive and fucking creepy you know and as an old ass man who's seen a shitload of horror movies like to get that little bit of feeling out of me again like that was impressive you know what i mean and then on part two the scene especially he, he shows off his comic skills in that scene in the heart in the halloween store yeah. you know with the glasses and whatnot and stuff but even when he's committing horrific murders and shit like uh, what he does with no no words and just expressions is outstanding. Amazing. You're right, man. Uh, so those are two really good examples, you know, in the pizzeria. And like you said, we're like older guys that wa- have seen a bunch of shit. And that was one of the yeah. things that really connected with me was like, mm-hmm. oh, this dude 
the makeup, like everything about it. I'm like, you're fucking kind of gross and super off putting. <laughs> like just something yeah. like it's <laughs> so like, you know, like you see like all these like horrific characters, but like the reason he works is because like that performance, but the makeup and just the way he, you're like seeing yeah, everything clicks, well, man. Yeah. Well, for yeah. an independent film like that, which we've seen a lot and some that tried to, um, uh, you know, evoke those old grindhouse thing. And it had that style of film to it. So I was already sold on it. But then when that scene happened, I was like, oh, there's something, this is something, I'm watching something special here. This is going to be fun. Yeah. This isn't going to be just like some shit. Ah, it was okay. I, and I streamed it or whatever, you know? Good, good call. Good call. Um, My number six is from one of my favorite movies that no one gives a shit about. It's not <laughs> Satan's Little Helper. But I, I should have thrown that in there in my honor rules. Uh, this guy, Jeff Cober. <laughs> playing Patrick Channing in the movie The First Power. Oh, um, oh shit. I, yeah, guess... I used to have that poster. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> with like with, with Lee Diamond Phillips with the gun. But so this was like, you know, I was I guess I was 12, saw it in theaters, and it, it was just that time. Like, I was super into metal, super into horror, and these things just like were just the imagery, the pentagram stuff. All the stuff was just fucking great. And 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 Jeff Cobra did such a great job um kind of like being this like night stalkerish guy, but also it, it had that that plot where he gets um put to death mm-hmm. but comes back. You know, which they tried in Shocker. And the horror show. The horror show, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't yeah. even know was supposed to be House Three. Did you know yeah. that? Or House yeah, Four or something. No. House yeah. Maybe, I, I forget which one I was. It was like, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was great, man. It, this movie's up on Tubi for anyone that hasn't seen it or hasn't seen it in a while. It's called The First Power, and it's a horror movie, but it's also it's, it's a lot of good action in it. So mm-hmm. he did uh, a yeah. really good job. Later on, he like if you Jeff Cobra's not a name that rings bells, but if you see his face, you're like, I know that fucking guy, you know. So right, all right, man. Yeah. Here we go. Watch it. Watch it the other day, Sammy. That movie still holds up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't watch it. I watched it maybe like a couple of years ago and stuff. Like, and I'm, it is is always like my my trip with everything because Karen's eight years younger. I'm always like, no, trust me, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, this one's good. And uh, usually she never really agrees. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's your batting average? Probably uh, with, the, with the stuff you drop on her, how it how it goes. It's like most misses. But every now and then, one in right. particular, like when I played three o'clock high, that was yeah. one that like clicked with her. Like, and she was just like, oh, okay, this is good. Um, right. I remember trying to get her to watch Dead Alive. Oh. And <laughs> so once the ear fell off and she she's eating the, the, the what is that, porridge or something? Or something. And yeah, she's yeah. like chewing uh, on her ear. She's like, take this fucking movie off right now. <laughs> but then, you know what she does too? Then she'll send me like Instagram reels, like nonstop. And it'll be like, right. oh, check out five movies that you'll, you never heard of, but would love. And some of them will be like dead alive. I'm like, yo, I'm like, we already like you. She's like, I did. And I was like, yeah, you told me to turn that shit the fuck off. So <laughs> fucking pose. Oh, awesome. uh, all right. Number five, Mike. Number five uh, is one of those movies where the guy in it 
is in it for like five minutes and steals the whole movie. It is Viggo Mortensen in the prophecy playing Lucifer. Hell yeah. Well, he's in that movie. And, and you know, Walken's good in that movie. Adam Goldberg is good in that movie. Amanda Plummer's good in that movie. Eric Stoltz. Stoltz like, yeah. He just walks in as the devil and fucking owns the movie for fucking three to five minutes. And then he's out. You know what I mean? You know, does a lion roar, and he's fucking out the movie, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. Great stuff. That's good. That's that, an, another one of those, like, um, movies that I, I didn't watch till like, later on. And I remember watching The First Prophecy years after it was released, and I was like, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's a good movie. The Prophecy's the, you know, decent. I mean, it's more biblical horror or whatever taken, but right. it's... It definitely has its finer points. Some of it's a little silly looking back uh, now, but yeah. you know, it's still and, it's better than fucking a lot of other shit out there. So, and I think all of them are up on HBO right now as well. Uh, Langan, yeah, HBO's had a lot doing killer this Halloween season. I gotta say, most of the shit I'm looking up to rewatch and stuff, they always got it. But uh, my number five, uh, Joe Spinelli from Maniac. My number five. Oh yeah. Okay. There you uh, go. Shout out to Elijah Wood for doing a good but different job with the remake. That was one of the, that was awesome too. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Joe Spinelli. I mean, you talk about man. That's the kind of film you just need a shower afterwards. It's just uh, gritty, dirty New York, fucking Times Square creep. It's such a creep with his creepy apartment. Everything what? about it. This guy inhabits. What not like a, you know, it's not, it, it, there's no over the top really kind of thing. This guy doesn't need to go there. He's, he exudes this like disgusting serial killer, New York old school creep, like nobody I've ever seen. And it's a shame what a short life he had, you know, because uh, he he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, th- that movie. He looked like a really healthy. I thought he would have lived a yeah. long time. You know? <laughs> I saw him like sweating like grease and garlic through that whole movie basically uh the movie smelled almost to me that movie that like texas one... chainsaw massacre one Sorry. yeah yeah but that was yeah. one of the that was one of those movies that really i always mention man i'm like you could watch friday the 13th you know like the big four of horror but then you get to like a movie like maniac and you're like whoa like who mm. the fuck made this? Yeah. Because that was yeah. like a little extra, and the the scene where he shoots fucking like Tom Savini's head off, uh, like I wasn't used to. Like I'm like, whoa, like that's like yeah, it was fucking it was, chunks, fucking fourteen miles, fucking yeah. away from that. Fucking <laughs> but it was the big difference between films, maybe back in, like that would show the guy jump on the hood, pull the gun, you'd hear the shot girl screams no we're gonna like, keep the camera here this is exactly what this fucking head's gonna look like a goddamn watermelon you're gonna watch it right here yeah so that was like i remember renting movies with my cousins right so you know we were all roughly around the same age and we would always like rent like you know gorgon videos or like anything that was disgusting with a big box and mm-hmm. we, it was like this dare to see who could like not turn away. And we sometimes we would watch <laughs> it, you know, with it like not even staring at the screen. But like, yeah, that was just one of those movies that was a little extra 
So I that had poster to, I, and box was classic too. I mean, that's one of the top ten fucking movie posters, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's raw, fucking epi- raw as fuck, man. The epitome. Yep. Um. All right, so that was my number five too. So uh, let's get to number four, Mike. Number four, I got. Uh, this is a good one. I got Billy Zane and Demon Knight. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking. Totally bonkers, back to the totally bonkers, just fucking over the top, playing some random fucking demon hunting uh, Bill Sadler, you know, just totally, you know, fucking punching people's fucking heads off, fucking doing little hoedowns, giving fucking old men fucking margaritas with titties everywhere. You know, you can't, you can't beat it. It's one of the best. It's, it's just it's a pleasure to fucking behold. <laughs> Did you watch it out of the gate? What demon? What do you mean? You like? Did you watch it when it came out? Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the movies. Demon Knight. I didn't want to see it. I don't know, and I love yeah. the show. And it wasn't yeah. until years later that I finally watched it, and I was like, maybe because I remember like Bordello of Blood and like all the other, maybe just like the latter ones. So I just yeah. assumed it was going to be like terrible. But I remember watching Demon Knight maybe within the last ten years and being like, huh, this is fucking really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of the it's fucking super fun, man. Super was it fun. the lack of Dennis Miller? Yeah, held you off. <laughs> like I'm not seeing this. It was. It was no Dennis Miller, no Corey Feldman, no me. Is basically what, <laughs> what I said. What I said in 1995. So that's a good one. Uh, Langan, number four. Uh, my number four is a little bit. I couldn't do one without the other here, but um, I'm going to mention Max Streck from uh, the original Nosferatu. I'm going to mention Kinski from the remake of Nosferatu. But recently I just watched, and I left it off my 2000 to 2009 horror list later on, Shadow of a Vampire, William Defoe's portrayal, Max Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to mention those before, but man, I forgot how good that, that movie is like not streaming anywhere. I got it from the library. I just hadn't seen it in a while. I had a craving to to watch it and, I mean, it's such a fantastic film. I also left it off that other list because it's not totally horror, you know what I mean? But it's horror adjacent. You got Malkovich in there. You got uh, Udo Kier, great cast. Uh, uh, But Defoe playing Shrek with the legend being Shrek was an actual vampire, which was always popular legend, plays it with such humor, but also, like, he, he, just horror, like, just, just, the, the the look of his face, the makeup, it, he he walks the line, and I think he got nominated for an Oscar, I believe, for that he role, did. and he just yes. and uh, he should have won. But uh, yeah, that, it, I love the 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 Nosferatu uh, family tree there, people who played it, because I always loved the. There was a big, you know, in the Twilight days when vampires got really pretty and stuff. Even the Lost Boys, they were pretty, but I love the Lost Boys. I like that ugly fucking 30 days of night, not for odd kind of vampire. You yeah. Know? Uh, what, did you guys watch the voy- the last Voyage of the Demeter yet? Or I did. I, I saw it. You said yeah, you it's not great. I was excited because we've heard the Dracula story a lot. And I'm like, here's a, focusing on a little part of the story you know and what happens or something there but yeah the cgi was okay cgi wasn't great uh they missed some opportunities if it's streaming someday press play on it but that yeah. wouldn't go out of my way i think i'm gonna eventually watch it for sure so okay. um yeah number four for me kevin dylan and uh the blob 
you know, mm-hmm. one of the most cinematic nice. mullets of all time. Uh, yeah. You know, and he was his character's name was Brian Flag. I knew it was Brian. I didn't know it was blind like with two G's. I'm like, maybe it was like an homage to Randall Flag. Um, man, what what a great remake! And he just had so much to do in that movie. He was like the town like badass, you know, like the town delinquent that was always fighting like the jocks <laughs> and stuff. And uh, I can't think of uh, you know, aside from like Entourage, like I feel like this is his quintessential role. I feel like this is John John Desmore and the dr- the Doors. Can't forget that. Oh wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, the quiet, the quietest tune as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Always let's... a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, man, I love it. You know, Kevin Dillon in this, like I said, one of the like, if if you went with top five, uh, if we picked fo- top five cinematic mullets, this would be mm. one. It was just like perfect. Like you uh, might go Kiefer too. You, you, you could go can, Kiefer. You can, but yeah. like, like, like uh, Kevin Dillon re- really, uh, you know, kind of smoked it. <laughs> Yeah. You'd have to throw you'd have to throw Van Damme and Hard Target in there too. Ah, oh, Jesus! That yeah, I mean that that's a good one. Like that's a really, I mean, it, the one in Hard Target, the absurdity. First of all, the plot of Hard Target is great because that's a horror plot. Yeah. You know, you're hunting fucking humans as sport. Uh, but the absurdity of the dialogue of that. No, yeah. Like we used to we used to quote hard target all the time, like growing up, because when we watched it, Van Damme was like playing like this stoic guy and his name was Chance. And this one girl was like, how'd you get a name like Chance? And he turns around. He's like, my memetic one. (laughs) We're like, we're like, wait, we rewound that shit so many times. We're like, my memetic one. It's so good. Shout out to shout out to that mullet. So, uh, all right, last three. Let's do it, Mike. Yeah, number three uh, goes without saying. Bill Paxton, Near Dark. Just fucking lunatic. Yeah, just fucking vampire lunatic, vampire hillbilly, motherfucking lunatic, man. Oh, awesome! Everybody's good in that movie, but he is the fucking star of that show. He is the star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking awesome. You know? That's just fucking covered in fucking gory makeup at the end, still fucking slaying it, you know? Fucking Bill Paxton, R.I.P. R.I.P., one of the biggest losses ever. Yeah. Like, when you you want to talk about a filmography, like, God damn this guy. This guy was, like, and and uh, allegedly super cool, you know, like his son, um... You know, when R.A. was shooting that music video in Port mm-hmm. Jeff, like fucking like his, his, Bill Paxton's son was there. And I, I was starstruck for I was like, R.A. is cool. I'm like, you're fucking Bill Paxton's son. <laughs> I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I was just like blown away. So yeah, shout out to him. Uh, Langan, three. Uh, an obvious one, but I had to pick it. Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Uh, I, I love the over the topness. I know that. Uh, Stephen King. That's one of the reasons he didn't like uh, the the Shining movie was that, like, if you read the book, and believe me, I am not one of those fucking people. That are like, it's oh, the book, oh, the book. Like, it, it, shut the f- books can exist, and they're the book, and then movies get made, and you can't shoot shot for shot like a thousand page book like in a fucking movie. Like, so shut the fuck up. Talking my anyway. Language. 
So, you know, at the beginning of the Shining movie, Nicholson's like already insane almost. And then in the book, it's a, yeah. it's a very slow to come to that. You know what I mean? But I loved it. And it got me hooked from the first time I saw it as a kid. Uh, it just, I mean, does anybody do a better disturbed fucking look in their eye than that guy? He like wrote the book in it on the air. And, uh, you know, it's an infamous, it's an infamous role. Yeah, I, I just want to say, what's better than a slow book? I mean, not many things, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thinking... I guess he wanted to show, like, let me show this guy slowly going yeah. crazy from a normal guy. But you wouldn't got it's two hours, you know. By like, page, by page, by page three hundred, we, we might make him crack. Oh <laughs> Christ! Couldn't even imagine. Uh, all right, my number three is super obvious to my interest, um, but I, I'm gonna go with Sam Loomis in Halloween Four. Because I feel like by Halloween four, he was really I think he leaned into it more. I think he's like, all right, you know what? We got rid of the silver shamrock. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got egg on my face. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. It went from it went from a job to a career. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He's like, I'm fucking until at least 95. On this, so let's go. You know, he's he's there and. um He's he's doing a, a great routine, man. He was a little over the top in five, so I went with four, where I feel like he was just more of himself. Uh, I I will always love just that scene where the preacher picks him up and they have that absurd conversation, and he's like, "Oh, you're a pilgrim, aren't you?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> if I would have just taken five more minutes of that scene, like you know, like somewhere, like <laughs> that scene could have been ten minutes long because like I, it was just so good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sam Loomis, Halloween Four, and uh, I will be watching that soon. I know Nighthawk is doing like. I'm pretty sure like a double feature or four and five. And as much as people might not like those sequels or maybe hate five, I think it's mm -hmm. fun. It would be fun to watch those two in a row. Cause that's the way they were meant to, to, to be seen. And four, it's just great. Like super Halloweenish. ish. Uh, the, the scene in the house, you know, when, when, he, when he gets in there and it's just so slow and dark the way, like he, I, I don't know. I love it, man. I, there's a lot I like about it. Just that whole, the Jamie thing, the, the, that character, that whole yeah. timeline. Yeah. I can't, I, I hate it. Yeah. I fucking and the masks, hate it. The masks, man. Oh, the mask. Yeah. <laughs> they're, awful. they're awful. Like, I feel I could have got, got a better one at the fucking dollar store. You know, yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> Okay. Uh, five yeah. is uh, five is ridiculous. The mask in five is ridiculous. Agreed. Right. So I feel like with every sequel that comes out, I like reevaluate. And uh, <laughs> aside from five's masks, like it still had some great stuff. Like it had the the laundry shoot. It had like it had some really good elements. But yeah, the, the mask, the stuttering kid, and fucking uh, the cops. I'll never understand the cops. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, the fucking yeah. like, uh, kids in the hall fucking sketch. Yeah, it's like vaudeville. It's <laughs> yeah. like a vaudeville fucking thing. I was watching a, a documentary on, on the film, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, they're like, we were super confused by that part. Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, all right, I guess, like, whatever. Yeah. And, and uh, but seriously, like, what? Like, that is the most absurd part. You You take that part out. Uh, because it, it's like, why are these? What's the, with the comedy routine? Yeah, bumbling fucking comedy. Why? Yeah. 
I that's insane. So that's what you wonder, like when on the on the set, like the director, the right, whatever, whoever decides to take that decision, and yeah. like most people are probably like, "What the fuck?" But is everyone like scared to say something to the boss? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like what? There's got to be something. Are they got to be talking to each other, like, "Yo, what the fuck yeah. is this guy doing?" I want horn sounds. I want this <laughs> to be funny, and everyone's like, uh, "I don't know." No man. one's ever had humor. In a horror movie, before. we can <laughs> we can get two markets. You know, people work and it's like it's Friday. I I want to just uh, all right, yeah, all right, fine. Give him give him his fucking horns. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll uh, be honest with you. I hate the mask more. I hate the mask more than the fucking comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I it it just because his neck sticks out in five. Like it just like it's weird. It's like yeah. neck sticks out. It doesn't look like William Shatner. It looks like fucking like a turkey head or something. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know? It's fucking nuts. Like, I don't know. Like, who? What? Uh, whatever. Uh, I digress. I, I, it's forgivable slasher film, but it's, it's got a couple fucking, it's got a couple things wrong with it. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. <laughs> so that was my three. So we're on your two. All right, Langan. Let's do it. Fucking Michael Rooker, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. After you, well, man. Uh, cold as ice. Fucking, oh, God. It's like watching, when I first saw, I first saw that movie in the yeah. mid to late 90s. And uh, I wasn't super duper familiar with Michael Rooker. And I could have, I was like, that is a serial killer. That yeah. is yeah. what the fucking serial killer looks like. That's what he acts like. <laughs> that is as detached yeah. as he is from fucking humanity. Oh, dude, he's fucking... He is home run, fucking home yeah. run for fucking Michael Rooker in that movie, man. Just fucking ah, like if I saw that, you know, if I fucking met that guy in the nineties, I'd be like, somebody fucking get the cops here immediately because he's gonna fucking videotape my family being murdered. Yeah, uh, that mo- that movie was extra. Yeah, that movie yeah, yeah. that movie was like I remember watching that. Even the cover, like, you see the cover. Yeah, you know, like what is this? It looks like a snapshot of like like they did such a good job with capturing that. Yeah. And it's funny to like watch him like, you know, in mall rats a couple of years later and you're like, <laughs> All right. yeah. he's not so bad. Or Cliff yeah. Shout out to Cliff. It is one of those roles, like like the the hitchhiker in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. Like I'd have to know, like, is this I need to know if this guy is an act. I need to like see that this isn't like how he yeah. is all the time. I need yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, yeah. don't invite this motherfucker over my house. Yeah. Like, yeah. fight, Sam, please. And and in all reality, he would kill Henry Lee Lucas. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he would, he would flick him off. Just not even <laughs> like when you actually saw the real one. You're like, oh yeah, this guy beat this guy. Uh, any anything to add to that, Langdon? No, no, no. Nailed it. All right, number two. Yeah. Uh, I got Christian Bale, American Psycho. Um, this is, uh, I, I watched it or listened to an episode of Unschooled. Um, it's like a movie podcast or whatnot. And they were talking about the whole history of that film and all the different possibilities. I guess they talked about Oliver Stone directing that at one point, David Cronenberg, uh, DiCaprio was up for that role, Brad Pitt possibly at one time. And, uh, Bale really fought hard. For it and 
got method on it too. I think he played all those interview like every time he interviewed about the film, he was in Bateman mode and mm-hmm. and the whole uh the film works on a lot of different levels and parallels and stuff like that. But the best I understanding that I that gave me of it was it was like a portraying an alien, pretending to be human. You know, mm-hmm. like he wasn't even a human being and uh and just the way he delivered the lines uh, with that monotone sometimes they, when he grabbed the business card and the sweat on his head and stuff about seeing this guy's like business yeah. card better than him. And uh, I, it's, a, it's an amazing portrayal. Uh, one, one for the record books. Yeah. It's yeah, great. Ages. Great, great role for him for sure. Yeah. Totally agree, man. Like fucking, I, it, I, I was going to put it on my list. I thought, I was like, ah, it's kind of too obvious, but mm-hmm. it's oh, it's unbelievable. He's unbelievable in the movie. Fucking yeah, I totally agree. That's a great number two, brother. Yeah, really like, jumped what, him off, right? This movie was he? Uh, really well, yeah, Empire the... of the Sun. He was, in, well, yeah. he, was, he was a kid actor in Newsies and shit. But this is what became him. This is his adult, adult right. acting shit. You know, yeah, yeah. Whatever I left off, I just figured everyone else would name so uh my, my number two tom matthews as tommy jarvis in uh friday the 13th part six nice um <laughs> you know the the tommy jarvis uh you know uh trilogy uh was great four five six you know as time goes on you know i i'm okay with part five now of friday the 13th you know it's like uh it's so absurd that I could watch it now and have a good time. Like where I think four is like a really good slasher movie. Six is like just a really bizarre famous monsters, like, you know, zombie Jason thing. Uh, and he, you know, Tom Matthews is great. Like the whole movie in part six, like he's just so, you know, like you talk about final girls and he was a final guy. And, you know, obviously with, with the sheriff's like daughter, uh, you know, I don't know why they wanted to, I don't know why they wanted to make sure he was dead by basically digging him up (laughs) and stabbing, stabbing his skeleton for some reason, I guess just to make, he's like, Hey, he's buried here. Let's just dig up six feet, open up the case just to, just to stab him through the heart with this, uh, this pole. Uh, and, uh, aside from that, but I mean, that's the absurdity. That's the beauty of like the, the Frankenstein monster coming back to life. And, um, Everything about it was just great, man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Tom Matthews, I could have done Tom Matthews and and obviously Return of the Living Dead, sure. one or two. Yeah. But I I think uh, I went with him on this one. So that's it. Uh, what's your last one, Mike? Last one. Uh, it might not be you know one okay. of the best, but it's been one of my favorites since I was a kid. Rudger Hauer in The Hitcher. Oh, oh man, nice. Oh, old motherfucker putting pennies in people's eyes, fingers in the french fries, just fucking ripping Jennifer Jason Lee in half with two fucking semis. Just, oh man, totally fucking balls to the wall performance. Great jacket, you know what I mean? Just fucking, <laughs> yeah, fucking it's true. It's handsome, true. handsome as ever. You know, fucking, yeah, Rugger How to Hitch. It's probably one of, you know, one of the most fucking underrated performances. He's just fucking so good. As good as he is in fucking Blade Runner. Just fucking, ah, uh, Rudd got another fucking R.I.P. man, Rugger Howard. Awesome. Uh, you know, I knew we were going to do this episode, and I knew that eventually somebody w- would come up with something that I missed. I missed that one. Uh, that would have been my number one. Because yeah. him in that movie 
you know, what I love about things like that, you know, like everything is cool. Like zombies are cool. Supernatural is cool. Uh, so, you know, like Jason and all that. When you get to someone who is like just out of his fucking mind and like yeah. a human being and yeah. he played it so goddamn well, like that movie still holds up. You watch the Hitcher. I not the remake. Watch the original one. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Oof unbelievable like you said like just the the french fry scene alone yeah um he's playing was, games he's fucking he playing games such a <laughs> what a great fucking villain so yeah, yeah. rutger ha- and and listen i just recently rewatched wanted dead or alive i grew up with rutger hauer i fucking love yeah. i i fucking celebrate his fucking catalog split no, second blind, like blind fury fucking everything yeah, man. yeah. Split second, right? That was the, the, the other one with split second is the one with the monster yeah. yeah. in the future. Makes no yeah. sense, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it makes that the first half is definitely better than the second half. You know, the first half is pretty <laughs> yeah. brutal. But yeah, of course, like once again, and 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 uh like I said, what a badass one, name too. Rutger. Rutger I mean <laughs> shit. That's Ho- fucking hobo with a shotgun. So yeah. uh all right, Langan, last one. Um before I get to my one, which is an obvious one, but it has to be said, but I'm, I'll give you uh, a couple of shout outs. Um, Tim Robbins from Jacob's Ladder, I thought it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Fred Gwynn, shout out to him from Pet Cemetery, And uh, Terry O'Quinn from The Stepfather, I thought mm, was yeah. awesome. As far <laughs> as not going completely over the top and going yeah. for like a slower creep factor. Um, I thought he was brilliant in that. But my number one, listen, I had, I had to say it because... There's few uh, movies that are like, if you took this actor out of this film and franchise, that it's completely different. It's not, can't be the same. It's Bruce Campbell from the Evil Dead uh, series playing Ash. You take Bruce Campbell, some other actor in this film, what is it? I don't even know. Like you, you subtract him from it. It can't be done. So that's how, why, why he's my number one for this. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a legendary character all based on his performance and physical comedy, you know, uh, brilliant. Yeah. Two, two things with that. Uh, I mean, that absolutely amazing. Even in the show, all those episodes, he is the best part of that. Like he is like when he, when they're driving in, in Ash vs. evil dead and, uh, he's like looking for beer and he's talking to the Spanish kid. He's like, the fuck's all the beer. He's like, you drank it all half a, and he's like, all right. He was like <laughs> looking to drink some more. It was just something like little like that. Like they made him even more. Number two, probably the biggest disappointment this year was Evil Dead Rise. I didn't God. hate it as much as you. I, I got to tell you, we got to discuss man. it one time. We were going to deep dive Evil Dead series. We got to do that still. I might, but, get, uh, I might get canceled if I discuss it yeah, in public. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I yeah, not I, I maybe because I was like, oh, this is gonna be the great, the best movie of the year by far, right? And I watched it and I was like, that was not the best movie of the year by far, but yes, we'll get back to that. So, uh, before you know, uh, you talked about Stepfather, uh, the director Jeff Burr died, he did a yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Stepfather 2, uh, a bunch of other horror movies, and uh, also. Anthony Hickox, man, like I was thinking of Zach Galligan and, and Waxwork for like a male performance, uh, but I'm like, ah, you know, I'll just like leave him off. You know, he's he already had Gremlins, he doesn't need my priz. Uh, but yeah, our lost episode with Anthony Hickox never saw yeah. the light of day, but it was a great conversation. 
and he recently, I guess, passed away last week is or this week as well. So shout out to him. Yes. Uh, um, my number one is easy, man. Chop top. How could you not pick chop? Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking chop. Like, like. Aside from the hitchhiker who just didn't really have that big of a role in the first one, or it wasn't that over the top, fucking mm-hmm. chop top was fucking terrifying. Like yeah. he was because you look at him. And his teeth, like he was almost like art before art, you know, like if if if, if art spoke like he was just all like you looked at him and then just the plate on the head. He was constantly yeah. doing that, that fucking like beginning, you know, e, you know, the EXIT, like him fucking like hammering fucking uh, TR. I forgot the LS or something <laughs> like the you know the 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 guy that that stretch worked with like he was just right. hammering his fucking head yeah and i'm watching that at like 8 years old like wow because i i think it was one of those first times that you you know with everything else that you see like the the death in those movies were quick it was like oh decapitated you're like whoa this was just like he just keeps hammering his head yeah. lg <laughs> LG. Yeah. He's yeah. hammering his head over and over again and he wouldn't die. And then he, they skin his face and he still didn't die later. Hey, look, hey little darling. Um, yep. And still, sampled, still sampled by Primus. Uh, yeah. Dogs will hunt. Dog will hunt. In, uh, in infamy. Yeah, that's it, man. Chop top for me. Uh, 100% sure. had to dap him up. So those are 10 male performances that we fucking loved from horror movies to celebrate October. Um, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. 